I don't know if this is just me. Maybe I'm stressed at the moment. Okay. But do you know what I've noticed about this season so far? I think yeah. everyone, it seems like it, for all the clubs, the vibes are weird. <laughs> vibes are weird. Okay. I'm with you so far. It feels like the football doesn't matter this season anymore. It's all about like the memes, the yeah. like the behind the scenes stuff. People care more about like the like Caicedo's shocking mm. performance. Ha ha ha. Take that Chelsea. Chelsea are like a meme. It, it, the whole thing just feels weird. It feels like the football is the least important aspect now. <laughs> you know what? I saw Love I'll go the exact same way. Exactly. <laughs> It used to be about the love. Yeah. And then it became about the getting your name on the Twitter challenge. Exactly, yeah. One, once Stormzy's tweet came up, people said, that could be me. I could yeah. be Stormzy. And it wasn't about love anymore. It was all about the... And again, afterwards, it was like, oh, about the boohoo deals. Yeah, you know? exactly. Who's, who, how many are even married still, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, it's the same... Football is the new Love Island call. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's that's, thinking it, at least. That's, that's... I think that's a fair point. I don't think anybody can disagree with that. You know, yeah. it's gone the way of Love Island... And we need a new presenter. Exactly. That's all we need. And by presenter, we mean us, of course. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. We, Get us in there. <laughs> we need to present the new uh, Premier League island yeah. uh, of love and money. Because we love money. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect fit. I tell you, any day now, someone's going to pick us up, Carl. They have to. Oh, God. If we keep asking desperately enough, they will. It works for most people. <laughs> no, honestly, that is nonsense. Nonsense. All nonsense. They say many, many garbage things. You don't know what you're going to get. You'll learn a lot more if you listen right. rather than talk right. all, all the time. No problem. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a No Nonsense Podcast with Carl and Will. Premier League's back. World Cup is done and dusted. Yep. Uh, Spain stopped it from coming home uh, again. Yeah. Spain, only the second country, Will, to win the World Cup in both men's and women's. Really? Germany? You, they got there before I could finish the question. Get in. Germany, the only other one. I thought it was England, to be honest. Uh, but no, apparently it's, it's Germany. Um, but yeah, fair play to the Spanish. Did you see, um, was it Prince Harry or Pri- one of the princes <laughs> before the game, or after the game, sorry, a slip of the tongue, he said, hey, they left absolutely nothing on that field. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, well, that's how you know he doesn't mean it because he, he's not even bothered <laughs> yeah. to get the, the fucking even cliche the right. <laughs> They gave a hundred uh, something of their time or something. Uh, so, you know, you know what I mean, though. A hundred, a hundred and something. Yeah. No, uh, they they're very good. The Spanish, because uh, mm. I, I haven't watched all the games. Again, a lot of them happen when I'm work, but uh, apparently they were kind of spaining it a bit, like <laughs> passing around, going over. But uh, they're very direct when I saw them in the final. Yeah. Um, I mean, a bit of personal news for me, Will. I think I'm inextricably linked with Kevin De Bruyne. Oh yeah, <laughs> at least my hamstrings are. <laughs> you did. He did his. You did his. Like, remember last time he did his hamstring, and I showed yeah. up to the podcast, and I said, "Do you have any? I need a bag of peas, stat." Yeah. <laughs> Same You've thing. Done it again. <laughs> I was only looking at his, his Instagram post in his uh, monotone house with him <laughs> yeah. on crutches after hamstring surgery. I was like, "That's weird." I, I never got a, a surgery after doing a hamstring. It wasn't really badly. 
And then the last day, there was a storm on uh, mm. Friday night. Uh, we had a game. Uh, the game's at half seven. I, uh, I, we left the dressing room at quarter past seven, just hoping the game would be called off or something. I don't know. <laughs> so less than 15 minutes of warm-up. Uh, and then I pulled it almost immediately. <laughs> last last is halftime. Then just two minutes into halftime, I was like, the second half, I was like, All right, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I didn't want to go off the first half because it looked bad because it looked like yeah, it was raining. Yeah. And I wanted to go home. Oh, they're not at it today, lads. <laughs> yeah, I, for the for the for the sake of the other two, for the sake of the boys, you know, I didn't want to uh, lose face like that. I'm sure they love that you hobbling around. <laughs> Go off already. <laughs> well, someone else, I was going to go off, and someone else went off before me uh, on our team as well. So, two people did their hamstrings, so didn't warm up properly. <laughs> so, maybe he also feels like he's in extremely linked with Kevin De Bruyne. But, anyways, I feel I, I am. Um, and actually, I got my first, uh, you know, you hear about uh, opposition players, you know, getting your number and texting you <laughs> yeah. and saying, you know, hope you're, hope you're all right, man. How's the, how's the hamstring doing? I had my first one of them ever, and it was an ultra, of course. No way. <laughs> yes. When the ultras, I know. Yeah. He asked me for your number now that you did it. That, that's, yeah. that's what it was. Um, <laughs> and he, I felt like a Premier League player, you know, get well soon, fist emoji, arm emoji. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, no, that's, uh, it's, it's like kind of being in fight club, being ultra, you know, you, yeah, see, yeah. you see each other and you go, I know you're, I can tell from your expression that you listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by the way you're shielding your eyes, hoping I don't see you. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what I found is weird is that, by being an ultra, you have my number. You have my number. You have my home address. You have my uh, bank code. Everything that I have of you, you have of me. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to become an ultra today, yeah, sign up at patreon.com forward slash announce the podcast. Mm-hmm. Four fifty a month, you get an extra podcast a week. We talk about, you know, allegations. Typically, this weather <laughs> it normally uh, is yeah. <laughs> it's normally various allegations against different footballers across the world. Uh, that break uh, seemingly every other day we we give our thoughts on that uh we also do another podcast after the nonsense mm-hmm. uh, where we talk about uh uh different stuff maybe football related, maybe not but it's it's definitely more casual than this if you can imagine <laughs> imagine that <laughs> uh but i tell all this will tell about my hamstring woes uh because it was uh saturday morning sunday morning where the women's world cup is on sunday yeah. so of course as we all know when you're hamstring you gotta ice it up to three years afterwards 20 minutes of time, two or three times a day. We all know that. Uh, so I get up and I'm, you know, making a bit of breakfast, maybe a cup of coffee or whatever. And uh, I go, oh yeah, shit, Women's World Cup. I'm going to stick that on, right? So I stick on the Women's World Cup. They're all lining up. And I go, I'll, I'll ice my knee. I'll, I'll ice my, my hamstring as I'm doing it. I have like a, a compression pouch for the hamstring for the ice. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't put ice throughout the skin. Yeah. You, you got to have like a layer between. But I was like, well, I don't need my, my tracks bombs and... The compression pouch. I see where it's going. <laughs> so TV's on. The women are lining up. Yeah. I have my pants down around my ankles. <laughs> and I'm like fiddling, trying to strap something around my leg. Sarah walks in and goes, what are you watching? <laughs> it's just the football. I'm just, uh, you know, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> this is the thing as well. Well, this is another point, I think, as the, as the women's games have grown. There's no chance four years ago, Sunday morning, I'm sticking on the Women's World Cup. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I wanted to watch it. It was a great game. It was yeah. a really good game. Two, like, uh, we watched, obviously, the uh, the group games with Aaron Dredis. We were a bit uh, nervous, a bit inexperienced. This game was really high level. Yeah, the two teams who've been there, they get it. Yeah, I know. Two very good quality teams. Now, the, the, like I said, the final was great. Technically uh, excellent. I think the women's great game has grown hugely on the back of this. Mm. 
like even the Euros, I think it was last or two years ago, I guess, it was England that won it. I wasn't really watching it, to be honest. I watch it now, though. Oh, definitely, yeah. It, like, even, say, if the unthinkable happens and Ireland aren't in it, I'd still watch it. <laughs> no, I'd still watch it. <laughs> yeah. thing. Whereas this World Cup, it needed Ireland to be in it for me to get in. And then once I was in, yeah. I was like, oh, that's actually a good player. Like, I watched more of Australia's games because I liked watching them when Ireland played. Them. Yeah, like Sam Kerr's goal against uh, England was unbelievable. And I wouldn't watch that if Ireland went in it. But, like, how many people over the years only watch the men's game because Ireland were in it? Exactly. Like, that's how you get in it. Like, that's not even a, a slide on anybody. It's like, this, it's, it's literally the bandwagon. It's like, <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, a team that I could support, really, then yeah, I'll watch it. I'll talk about the, the teams I can know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's what sport is. Hopefully, uh, the next international tournament isn't blighted by so many of the teams coming in not being respected by the refs and managers yeah. like because it seemed like there was two or three teams in every single group where it was like oh it's turmoil <laughs> like behind the scenes is a nightmare here trying to get to this world cup and not for football and reasons yeah like spain obviously won the world cup um they had an unbelievable team and if you didn't know they had players that would have made the team who uh stayed at home yeah uh they're protesting the whole Again, the whole setup, it's a familiar story with this World Cup, in the Women's World Cup, protesting the, the kind of lack of organization, the lack of, uh, you know, infrastructure that they've been given, uh, funding, all that kind of stuff, like bosses showing up late, um, coaches not bothering. I did see a, a clip of the last international tournament the Spanish team won. I'm not sure what it yeah. was. It might have been like an underage tournament or one of the international ones, but it was a clip of the women walking up to a table in the middle of the stadium to pick up their own medals because the Spanish FA didn't send any intermediaries to do it like out of respect. They were just like, ah, just pick up the medals yourselves, girls. Yeah, like that kind of shit where it's like, yeah, it's is it the most important thing on the day? No, but it's it's those kind of frills and, and stuff that makes it... Well, it, you know what it is? You see it in the men's. Yeah. So when you see it not in the women's, it's just your brain says this is a, a, a Mickey Mouse thing. This isn't important. Yeah, They don't even have someone to give them the medals. Like, what fucking underage tournament doesn't have someone giving you the trophy, <laughs> giving you the medals? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 just the basics like that, that they aren't, like, again, it's not the, the main infrastructure of the, of the thing, but it's just important for, you know, respect and to, to make it seem like it's it's actually important to people. Yeah. You know? Which clearly it isn't, if they're not going to bother, you know, sending someone. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we, we kind of have to talk about the, the, the stuff that happened after the game. Yeah. Uh, the guy that they all hate, essentially, <laughs> yeah. in, in the Spanish FA, um, El, Johnny El Sins. <laughs> yeah. He was involved in a weird kind of embrace with uh, the Spanish player, Jenny Hermoso. So this is from The, the Guardian. Uh, the headline is, Spanish FA chief admits kiss somewhat tarnished Women's World Cup win. Uh it was a triumphant moment across Spain and around the world, a precedent-setting show of talent that offered a tantalising preview of what lies ahead for women's football. But the day after Spain's women won the World Cup, it was their country's football chief, a 45-year-old man who was dominating the Spanish headlines. Uh, so essentially, after the game, uh, the Spanish FA chief, Luis Rubiales, came up to the forward, Jenny Hermoso, and instead of a pat on the back or on the shoulder or a shake of the hands, he grabbed her by the head and then kissed her on the lips and pulled her face to his and then like pushed her away. After Hermosa was on a live stream, she was asked about it. She said she didn't like it and later added, but what can I do? Is what it is. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 
which is insane that that is what it is. Yeah. Now, you might be saying, listen, I've seen TV shows. I've seen movies. People in Spain kiss all the time. They're always kissing each other. Yeah. Uh, it's a form of sexual violence women suffer on a daily basis, Spain's equality minister, Irene Montero, said. Um, now, the fact that they have an equality minister will tell you that they're, they're obviously trying to stop or yes. fight certain stuff. And she's definitely on the side of this. Um, so we should not assume kissing without consent is something that happens, she said. Spain's sports minister, Miguel Aiseta, told Spanish public radio that it is it was unacceptable. The first thing he has to do is give explanations and make apologies. It's a logical and reasonable thing to do. So it's not like kind of, a, oh, it's a cultural thing, you know, you just don't get it, you know. He, uh, Rubias also, he's uh, not really apologized, but today he uh, said, uh, we saw it as something natural, normal and not in bad faith, but there are people who've been hurt by this and I have to apologize. There is no other way, is there? Um, he said it somewhat tarnished the celebration. Do you know what he said when he was asked about it yesterday? I do, but for the people, Will. <laughs> he said it was a kiss between two friends celebrating something. He dismissed those who saw it differently as idiots and stupid people. He said, let's ignore them and enjoy the good things. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and look, the only thing is, yeah, it was, uh, Hermosa did say, like I say, initially uh, didn't like it, but she came out with a statement kind of defending him uh, afterwards. It was a totally spontaneous, mutual gesture because of the immense joy that winning a World Cup brings, said the 31-year-old, who's Spain's all-time leading scorer. So, I mean, maybe it is a, a cultural thing as well, but uh, people aren't happy about it. She was unhappy initially, but then, then she's thinking, listen, I don't want to burn bridges with this, with this, with the FA, Shy. You know, you, you never know what the political uh, implications are of these things as well. Yeah. Um, which... May also speak to the problems of, of, of this that you feel like you can't speak your mind because she says something initially, kind of under no pressure, and then and said, Actually, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. I should. So, look, we're, we're, we're guessing here big time, but uh, it did look weird, you know, I can say that much. It for sure tarnished the like that is the biggest news story from the Women's World Cup final. Yeah, that's what everyone's talking about, you know. Um, and I think again, if it was everything else was fine, maybe it wouldn't be as big a story. But because of, of the, you know, there's players at home who, who are protesting the whole thing. There's been you know, problems with load teams throughout the tournaments. It's obviously going to, you know, be a story, you know, because yeah. it, it's it's not an isolated instance. That's the thing. Speaking of things not being isolated instance, uh, I watched, Will, mm-hmm. Diary of a CEO, a podcast I've heard about a lot, uh, but never watched. Before we get into it, when you, you said to me before we recorded this that you'd listen to the whole interview we're about to talk about. Yeah. That is the most commitment anyone has ever showed to this podcast <laughs> oh thanks man listen to an hour and a half of Stephen Bartlett being very intense and serious in his questions is tough going I think <laughs> well I listened to a 1.25 speed yeah yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it makes sense <laughs> well a lot of pauses a lot of dramatic pauses like I get it you know it's bad get to the good stuff you, you had it the half half the videos Diary of a CEO other half of Subway Surfers <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, the, and a tiny bit in the corner I was watching Oppenheimer <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah some family guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah in May 26th you did a famous tweet I'll speak soon with no filter you ready to speak? 100% Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony handed an 8 month ban seismic news for the Premier League that sums it all up football is brutal no listen it was uh it was something I felt I had to watch because yeah. it's it's one of those things you don't want to get wrong either. You don't want to be kind of just uh, saying stuff because it's, you know, the, the, obviously the story is, the narrative, if you will, is uh, 
man bets on football isn't allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Banned. And he's you know. sponsored by football too. Or by betting, sorry. Yeah, well, and that's the big issue, that betting is just like so synonymous. Like you try and watch uh, football without a betting ad coming up, you know, yeah. good luck. Yeah. You know, be it by illegal streaming or by the uh, paid subscription, you know, you're going to get bombarded with betting ads. Fancy a flutter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the fucking time. So remember the, the Ladbrokes life shit yeah. that everyone hated? That was a bit too far. That was a bit before its time. Because that was like, you can be like the lad betting all the weekend. Is that fun? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's everywhere. You know, so there's a wider thing here. So I wanted to hear his side of the story. Yeah. You know, I wanted to see what, what he thought. I mean, your man is very good, Stephen Martin. He, like, he didn't just go straight into it. He he talked about, you know, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Tell me about football. He kind of set it up as like, you know, football is a, is a cruel and unforgiving mistress, mm. you know. And they talked about his different clubs that he went to and how he was rejected and he was getting a big move to Wolves, Premier League side. And he got introduced to the team, met the players, met the staff, got a, a, a squad number. And then Wolves said, actually, we're, we're pulling the plug on the deal over the scoliosis in your back. Now, in his mind, this was something that was known. Yeah. It was known to them. And this is where the kind of conspiracy theory starts with Evan Tony, that like, what was it really? You know, because that was kind of known. I thought, that is weird that, you know, if that was known. But as the interview went on, I thought, yeah, maybe it wasn't known, given the other stuff that yeah, you said, yeah. Ivan Tony. But yeah, he went back to Northampton then. He kept uh, grinding, kept waking up every day, grinding, pursuing. And he eventually got uh, a big move to Newcastle. Uh, which I didn't know he was at Newcastle. No, neither But uh, he was there briefly and went alone. Uh, this is during the Rafa Benitez years, when trying to keep them up. The whole thing, he starts up setting it up with this kind of like, you know, you tried, you got knocked back, you know, you get setbacks, all this kind of stuff. Um, and then I think after that, was it was uh, he went to Brentford. Do you know, and that was the kind of start of like, and then you scored 20 goals, and it was like, you know, how do you kind of, you're up there with Kane and Haaland, you know, how do you, how do you go up there kind of thing. Kind of, you know, talk about his career and all that kind of stuff. And then slowly went to the England call up and then it was like okay and then obviously you didn't get to the England tell me about that yes you know? this is now this is the clip because I saw the trailer for this podcast which by the way the most dramatic trailer I've ever it's seen it's a great trailer yeah I was like wow this is gonna yeah. he's about to name names <laughs> yeah well my my feeling on it is that uh, he feels a bit hard done by to be honest yeah still like there was the the investigation. The, the FA come to to him. They come to Brentford and they say, you know, you've been kind of. They want they're investigating you for match fixing. They want to see your phones from like up to 2015. Now he said, I think fairly, he was like, I don't have my phone from 2015. Yeah, no one you know, does. Like that, no one, no one does. You know, so I, I can't give you those text messages. You know, so he was saying they they came out with all the allegations at at first and was like, you know, we'll give you your phone to 2015. Give me this. Give me that. And. uh they, they, in the reports, they conclude that he lied in his initial um, interview. And uh, he was like, well, it wasn't I lied. I just like, didn't remember some stuff. I didn't have so I, you know, I cooperated fully, you know, but I just didn't, there's so much information coming out here. At first, I didn't remember certain things, you know. Then he would later go on to admit that he did lie. <laughs> he said at the start, I didn't lie. I just got things wrong. And they went on and go, yeah, no, I thought I'll just deny, deny. They won't find anything. <laughs> That's a quote from it. So I was like, oh man, who's your PR guy? I did think this. What kind of PR guy is letting one. him do an hour and a half podcast interview tell all interview like yeah where he just like uh, you know perjures and perjures himself there he, <laughs> yeah. he said he didn't lie just didn't remember and then said yeah no i did lie i thought they wouldn't find anything you know i was like oh for fuck's sake you know 
And then the rest of it is all just fucking, you know, a joke thing. Because it's like, well, you're lying now again. Or, or, yeah. How do I know? You know, um, now I will say they got um, Dr. Philip Hopley in to analyze him. And he concluded they did have a gambling addiction. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it was it was compulsive, you know. Um, like, say, he said, like, he'd get his, his bills sorted, you know, his family sorted, all that kind of stuff. And then said, okay, right, what do I have left now to, to play with? And he said, because it makes so much money, he'd stick on couple of grand bets I'll make it next week I'll get paid every week yeah so I win or I don't but it was like a, it's the same as a regular average better but it's just his wages are so much bigger so it seems like it's like whoa this guy's a huge problem but it's just the percentage wise it's the same kind well, of thing yeah I mean I, I guess someone who's really down in the in the in the dirt would be getting a loan to win it back yeah you know whereas he wasn't betting more than he had do you know what I mean? So you can always go higher. You can always bet more and then go, oh, fuck, I need to get a loan off somebody. Yeah. And it wasn't, and like you say, he, was, he wasn't like, ah, fuck the bills. Once I win this bet, I can pay all the bills. You yeah. know, he was like, pay the bills first, now I can play. Yeah. You know, so he wasn't like too far gone, I suppose. But one of the biggest issues with this, and the report found this, that uh, he says that he didn't know he wasn't allowed to gamble. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Look, give over. <laughs> I will say you, you can't look at things from your own point of view. That's true. Like he went into football very young. He's concentrated on on getting scholarships. He's that's what he described in the in the interview about getting a scholarship at uh, Leicester and, and Northampton. I guess that's one of the, the things I do to keep on schoolboys. Yeah, you know he's not learning about anything that we learned about. You know he's not watching. I remember I, years ago watching. <laughs> I think it was Kevin Doyle on the Late Late Show. <laughs> to, very, very nonchalantly saying about if I was a betting man, I would all would not allow bet, of course. But I would say Wolves are gonna stay up. Yeah. He was he was playing for Wolves at the time. But I just remember him saying that quite clearly that he wasn't allowed bet. And that maybe was my first yeah. thing. But like, you know, I probably wasn't watching TV. He was fucking training all the time. Like you can't look at things through to your That's own true, yeah. point of view. However <laughs> <laughs> However, he did have a family member who was who was embroiled in a betting scandal in two thousand seven. Oh no. <laughs> so and so, the interviewer said so that, he did know. <laughs> the interviewer said that to him. I said, so that's what the, the commission thought that you did have knowledge of because you had a family member who was, in, it was a very similar thing, before, you know, years ago. I said, it was kind of like a gray area to me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a gray area. You know, he said, sometimes you hear you couldn't and sometimes you could hear you could. I wasn't sure, you know. I was like, okay, you didn't, before you put in that first bet for 10 grand. You mask like, the, quick the agent. Yeah. <laughs> Quick Google up there. Can footballers bet their own games? Done. Quick email to the Premier League offices. Anything. You know, so, uh, you know, that, that was the thing. So before, when he said that he lied before, it's like, well, you could be lying now. The, the other the other uh, bit of evidence, and your man, the interview, uh, Barry pointed this out as well, that there was a text on his phone that said, mate, I can't have this in my name. <laughs> so, I mean, it, the evidence points that he did, on some level, no. Yeah. Uh, and one of the more damning things is that he wasn't doing the bets himself. He was getting someone else to put the bets on. Yeah, so he does know then. But you know what his excuse was for that? Or, or I, Sorry, I won't say excuse. That's because of negative connotations. His defense, his defense was that he didn't want his parents to find out that he was betting. And the, the, the post goes to his house. I guess right. your, your winnings. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't do it on the app because it'll trace the bank account or whatever. So... You know, the, the, he was doing it in person, I guess. Yeah, I don't fucking yeah. know how betting works. I don't really bet. <laughs> Maybe betting in large amounts, they send you like confirmation out to your home or something. I don't know. But your man said, listen, 
mate, no one who's 27 has their parents open their, their post. Like, you can't be saying that, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. He said, well, this was when I was, when I was younger, you know, we're, we're a very tight-knit family and I would have had stuff like, you know, receipts for different stuff I bought, you know, because he, he said when he was younger when he got to Newcastle, he, he had like a personal shopper. <laughs> he thought he was... so crazy. <laughs> he said he was spending money like he was going to fashion, you know what I mean? He was crazy with money, you know? And again, this is somebody who come from a, 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 a poor enough background, doesn't have experience with... yeah. Uh, with money we're not taught in school he definitely wasn't taught in school yeah he didn't, he didn't go to school as long as we did for one do you know what I mean so like it, there is stuff that kind of thinks okay if I want to put myself in his shoes you can see why this stuff kind of lines up yeah but other stuff where you know the text messages mate I can't have this in my name why Tony <laughs> yeah. come you, on man I just I just think so because <laughs> it's a grey area man you know everyone says this like it's like and then they, they kind of went on to say, you know, like about the um, the punishment and that not only is he not allowed to play, but he's not allowed to uh, train with the club. We thought, you know, that's, that's excessive. a bit excessive and he could be, you know, in the, the training ground with kids telling them about, you know, the, <laughs> the dangers of, of betting and stuff like that, right? Mm. Which I'm like, all right, grand. But also in the interview, he said, yeah, no one ever told me specifically I couldn't bet. Now, every club I was asked, we had someone come in and tell me how bad betting was and how it had ruined my life. But no one actually told me specifically. So I was like, okay, so you had someone come in when you were 16, 17 to tell you that betting was bad and you did anyway. So why do you think you going in would do the same thing? You know, no one specifically sat me down and said, don't bet. There was some guy who mentioned something about how betting is the devil or something, though. <laughs> no, he said at every club he was at, someone said that. Every too. club. <laughs> every club he was at, someone came in and said, betting is the worst thing, don't do it. He's like, I haven't heard a no. I haven't heard specifically that I can't bet. They're saying you shouldn't do it. <laughs> They're not saying I can't. That's you, man. That's, that's you. I'm built different, as he said in the interview, you know? Now look, the rest of you is kind of like, you know, I'm going to come back stronger. This He also said, this is nothing. I'm going to come back stronger than this. I was like, oh, again, PR guy. Is, Don't is, say this is nothing. <laughs> if there's a PR guy, he should be sacked because he's, he's yeah. he, the, the wording was all wrong, the lying, you know, the, I didn't know. It was a gray, a gray area. I was like, Don't say gray area. God. like that. It's totally. definitely black and white letter of the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Stop. No, I give it some, you know, you have to look at it from his point of view as well, but I, I just think there's too much inconsistency in it. Yeah. Apparently he was given a year ban first and then there's the FA and there's the, the commission who decided and they, they reduced it. But uh, it was all about kind of making a, an example of Ivan Tony for, for lower league players. That, like you can't get away with it and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, and then Ivan Tony cited other people in lower leagues who had done the same, done worse, who, who got off less. So I was like, again, like, I mean. <laughs> so you know all these people. <laughs> well, well yeah, maybe this is afterwards when he, when he sees yeah, yeah. that like, when he's looking it up or whatever. But like, Again, from a PR point of view, you can't be saying in one breath, I'm taking full responsibility, then saying, well, people did worse and they got less, you know? It's yeah. like, well, uh, that shouldn't be anything to do with what you did. You should, if, you, yes. if you really do feel remorse and really feel you messed up and you should be punished, then, you know. So it was all over the place. You know, his <laughs> message was all, all over the place. Your man, uh, Barley, was just try, trying his best to get him to sign for my night. That was, that was weird. Thing. Also, like, <laughs> it's the whole thing of, like, you've just interviewed him for an hour saying like he has all these issues with like betting yeah just told you he's not training for the last eight months and you're like oh get him in the united he'd just turn us all around he's fucking banned <laughs> yeah but well it was it was it was it was a strange tone to it. like i guess in the past maybe you know young black millionaire footballer who's been cheating 
would have been dragged off the coals, you yeah, know, yeah. being like, do you feel sorry? Don't you, you know, you ruby those lives betting, you know, why did you do it? You're wrong. It was very much kind of like, give me your side of the story, you know? Yeah. And he was given total opportunity to say what he wanted to say. And then in the end, it wasn't even kind of condemning. Like he did, like he did push him at some point. He said, listen, I'm, if I'm 27, my mom's off my post, like be real. Yeah. He said, well, that was when I was younger and I was living at home and tight in family. <laughs> It didn't kind of push him and say, that's bollocks, man, you know, own yeah. up to it, own up to it. <laughs> Which again, I remember, do you remember uh, years ago, uh, Dapper Laughs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came on in the, in the turtleneck <laughs> to, to apologize for his uh, heinous uh, Snapchat skits. Yeah. And what does Dapper Laughs do now? What What does Dan O'Reilly Dapper, do Dapper Laughs is gone. Like, you know, like we've seen it before where like when someone does wrong and they agree to an interview, they're like just annihilated. This was not one of those ones. It's it's worth a kind of a listen to, to kind of hear, I suppose. But um, yeah, I'm not convinced that, that he won't bet again. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take on it. I mean, he said he won't. He said he doesn't bet anymore at all. And he's saying, look, he thinks about, you know, honestly, he said he thinks about the money he spent on betting and what he could have yeah. spent on other things. And, and you know. So hopefully, like he's been diagnosed by a by a professional as a as a gambling addict, so I shouldn't laugh at it. But I just found some of the inconsistencies too much to kind of feel that sorry for him, you know. And it's it's the whole thing of going on diary of a CEO to do an hour and a half of talking. It's like you're all, you're you're allowed to be criticised. Then I think, uh, yeah, look, if you put it out there, you're allowed to be criticised. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I, I do. It's the, like I said, the wider thing is is betting and sport. I mean, it was I think a year ago or a couple years ago. It was like 21 of 20, 19 or 18 of the 20 teams had betting sponsors on the front of their jersey. Yeah. You know, he also said that he started betting when he was 15. Yeah, yeah. You know, betting companies don't want to hear that on Dyer <laughs> Studio. I was like, oh shit. You know, like it's, it's kind of like smoking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like people start young. You know, we don't, it's like, oh, it's for only over 18s only. It's like, yeah, but you do target them. Yeah, exactly. You do target under 18s and betting companies do as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, like the whole. Paddy Power campaign of like we're like a funny Twitter profile that did for years still do like we're like a comedy sketch thing aimed at kind of you know seventeen to twenty one year olds <laughs> yeah you, you know the, the, all the graphics they have outside like the kind of bobblehead big yeah like, you know it's it's very kind of cartoonish yeah you know it's not like make money now you know, like the uh, the, the uh, online poker yeah yeah that is for adults that is for like you know play with the best poker players in the world you know <laughs> yeah. it's like hell yeah dude <laughs> i'm gonna win <laughs> you know like it, but like it's not like it's not the betting is a bit kind of wacky and fun and like the lads which when you're 16 you love by the way yeah all the ads are fellas in the pub on their phone with people cheering all around them yeah the, yeah the, i think the peter crouch one <laughs> you know <laughs> Like that's when you're when you're before before you've actually been to a, an awful pub, you think that sounds class, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're all making so much money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one ever loses at this. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you have to look at, at the kind of the uh, holistic view of it and say, yeah, sh- sure, he did wrong, but I mean, is it easy to just blame the individual, or you have to look at why someone like him, with all yeah. the money that he's making, is being you know, sucked into this gambling thing. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, look, it's, it's, he'll be back in January if he signs for my United. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Well, what club did he say? Because the trailer cut him off before he said, he said, I want to play for, and then there was an explosion sound effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did see that. I don't remember that being actually being in an in interview. He did talk about, well, at first he kind of lined him up saying, I'm sure you feel like a lot of, uh, 
kind of loyalty to Brentford now because they've stood up for you and they've, they've backed you. It's like, oh yeah, no, definitely. And then swiftly kind of moved into, but if I was to, to sell, <laughs> he said, listen, the manager knows I want to play the highest level. He did that kind of a, oh. a thing. Um, and maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But yeah, uh, yeah we'll see how the, the relationship with Brentford and uh, Thomas Frank develops in the next few days. <laughs> I'd say keep your eye on that one. Yeah, but, I'm sure the club is thrilled he did an hour and a half long podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'd say it was clear, but I mean, it did seem a bit kind of like, I'm going to leave when I get back in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because um, your man was like, listen, last year you finished behind Haaland and you're behind Kane. Kane's gone. Technically, you're the second best striker in the league. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the more I think about it, maybe I'm the best. Yeah. Um, this is why I came on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he was saying that he was, he's was he been a Liverpool fan since he was a boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved the way Arsenal play. Uh, and then your mom was like, anything about my night? Anything you like about my night? You They're know? very rich. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't I don't remember the, the he, he exactly saying I'm going to sign for this team yeah. if I had to but I mean he was throwing a few names around I mean honestly Saudi Arabia might come calling yeah you I know mean, that's that's the biggest bag you can get he talked at the end I suppose again this is where I get, get a sense of the kind of feeling hard done by talking about like kind of fake friends and fake family members come out of the woodwork asking yeah. about you know I've oh how's Ivan getting on. Since, you know, the betting scandal, like looking for kind of gossip and details yeah. on like, is he depressed? Is he really, you know, <laughs> he said no one was asking, like these people weren't asking about me when I got called for England, or when I scored, yeah. you know, 20 odd goals at Premier League, they weren't already found when it was down. You know, and now they all come out of the woodwork. He was talking about like being at the, the pitch station and uh, members of the public shouting abuse at him, <laughs> asking like, oh, who do you fight today? Ivan, who you put oh. dinner on? You know, <laughs> like... So he feels a bit kind of like, fuck everyone else but me, I think, at this yeah. point. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but at the start he was saying that he, he felt the timing was a bit weird once he got called up for England, that these kind of allegations came out from, from years ago that people didn't want him playing for England. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw he said someone's out to get him. Uh, yeah, and then, but then he also, like any great conspiracy theorist like myself, he said, but look, I don't really know anything about that. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> you, you make up your own decisions. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about really, but that's just how I feel. Do your own research. <laughs> yeah, do your own DD, you know. Uh, but so listen, I don't know. It was uh, it was interesting. Uh, but yeah, I think maybe Brentford won't be too happy with it, but I think they're probably pretty smart themselves and they'll, they, whatever, anything they, they, they think about the interview, they'll discuss internally, maybe even without Ivan Tony. Yeah. And they'll they'll have a fail safe, I'd say, when it if it does uh, blow up. They seem like a club who is very well run, very well able for a, a scandal. They, you know, they assess everything yeah. level-headedly and decide. Uh, which brings us on to uh, the big news from today is Man United uh, oh, yeah. put out many statements flying out left and right from Man United. Some contradicted others, some happening just as news was about to break. Yeah. Uh, so it came out today that Mason Greenwood is officially... Uh, not coming back to the Man United squad. He's not gone. They're still paying his wages. He's still under contract because he can't just mm. get rid of someone for no reason. Um, in their eyes, is like he's under contract. He hasn't technically broken. He hasn't that. breached the contract exactly. rules. Yeah. Um, but he's officially out of the squad. He's not coming back. So a few days ago, August 16th, a journalist from The Athletic, Adam Crafton, put up a Twitter thread, which uh, definitely shook a few people in Man United because they instantly put out a statement and started acting. The news was coming out over the last few months that like, oh, Greenwood's coming back. They're lining yeah, it up. Yeah. You know, their things are in motion. 
so Adam Crafton said, uh, this morning I approached Man United with a series of facts relating to their internal, and he has it in quotes, process on Mason Greenwood, which included the detail, undisputed by the club, that Chief Executive Arnold told his executive team and staff that the club is planning to bring Greenwood back. The usual protocol is that a responder would respond to the journalist first and foremost, so any background or comment can be inserted into the story to ensure balance and accuracy. So he, you know, came to them and said, hey, I'm putting out a story. Do you want us to have your say? I don't want it to be biased or anything. Yeah. And they, at 3.45 in the day, immediately put out a hastily written statement on their club website. Yeah. Which tried to dispute lots of things from Adam Crafton and never gave him a quote also for his story, so, <laughs> which is just cheek. <laughs> yeah, which is just, just disrespectful, you know. Fuck that journalist. You know? Yeah. And basically they were like... Uh, in the statement, they said that, you know, we're doing our due process. We've been in contact with people. You know, not all the details are known by the public. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have to ensure we support Greenwood. He's been here since he's a child. He's a new father now. All this. Um, yeah. Adam Crafton responded. Personal readings United are unsettled and now panicking that aspects of their choreographed plan made public. And they're now witnessing a significant social backlash. In the article, Adam Crafton mentioned that they had a list of pundits, politicians, charities, and podcasters who would be labelled hostile to Greenwood returning. Uh, all the domestic abuse charities were labelled as hostile under official documents. Um, and they also had a, the media plan of, like, this day we're putting up a picture of him training like this, and this is going to be the caption and a slow build-up to he's back in the squad and everyone's happy again. It seems kind of dark that like they had a whole social media plan for it. Maybe that's just an alien thing to us to have a social media plan. But <laughs> for this, it was like... Oh, you're gonna- how, how far ahead are you planning? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like planning like the training shots, of, like he's back, you know? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's I, I guess mainly my whole thing with the social media not being kind of instant anymore, the Instagram, yeah, you know, it's, it's all, it's planned by everybody. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're planning this kind of, oh, we'll take a shot of him in training. It's like, ah, yeah. like it's, it's just, it's so choreographed and so awful. Yeah, and it does, so there was a huge backlash to all this um, everywhere. There was lots of politicians coming out. A lot of uh, just regular United fans and folks saying, don't bring him back, please. That'd be an absolute nightmare. There was some United staff threatening to strike over it because they didn't know. And when they heard, they were like, yeah. ooh, I wasn't consulted on that. Uh, United tried to also uh, say, oh, we're not bringing them back until we talk to the England women's team. Once they're back, you know, we'll see how they feel about it, as if it was there up to them, which obviously... Yeah, the main United players yeah. for, for England. Like, I mean, what, such a, a, a cowardly move to, like, put it on the women to, like, yeah. what do you think about this? You know, your decision, by the way. You can then deal with it. Because there's people online who are, like, in favour as well. It's like, now you can get the abuse. You know, you know, yeah, exactly. Make sure those DMs are open. You know, you're going to want to yeah. see this. You know, and that, I think that kind of that aspect of like we talked about all the Mason Greenwood profile picture boys, like it seemed like there was they were everywhere on Twitter. Yeah, but I think when the actual backlash came, it did kind of become clear that like, oh, they're like the social or the vocal minority. Like that is not. It's so hard to know. Yeah, online, what percentage of any population, be it my night fans or be it the population at large, what is that? You yeah. know. Um, but yeah, it seemed like they were, like say, the vocal minority in the end. Yeah, um, and they. So it's it seems like any other 
well-run business would actually, if they wanted to do this, they would actually survey and see like, okay, what is the real percentage of people who want this back? And will this be a nightmare for us if we try to go ahead with it? But it seems like they kind of just believed the few tweets they saw and went, we can get away with this, lads. We don't have to sell them after all. Honestly, though, that, that seems kind of disgusting as well, like gauging the public opinion, yeah, which is what they did. Yeah. They, 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 like, do you have a stance on it or not? Exactly, yeah. And that is the thing. I think, I think that's what's annoyed most United you know, fans. Definitely me. I know when I was watching the Spurs game and when they went to goal down, I was kind of like, good. <laughs> I kind of hope they have a bad run for a while. Like they've just been, a, like they've acted so horribly in the last few weeks. And even today then, after the huge backlash to their nasty evil plan <laughs> that became public, they were like, we've concluded our investigation and actually we're not going to bring it back. So it's like, uh, yeah, you know. Still trying to say a face of like, oh, we actually fa- un- uncovered some stuff at the end, right at the end, actually, that we that swayed the decision. Yeah. It's like the the whole thing. Obviously, if you've seen it, it's the the voice notes and the pictures. pictures like, yeah. look, we can name them like forever here. The the players in the last like year mm. who've been accused uh, and who've been, you know, I mean, Danny Alves is in prison right now. You know, like, there's loads of them out there, but with this one, it was just that. Like the Ronaldo one, like Ronaldo was obviously hired by uh, mine out there and it ended badly for different reasons. Yeah. But apparently, there's a there's a, a really tough to read transcript out there. Yes, there is. Uh, which is part of the reason that he's not allowed to go to America. And if you look at Real Madrid's uh, <laughs> preseason tour, Juve's yeah, tour, yeah, twenty eighteen, twenty twenty, United, there's a, a gap there where they don't go to America because Ronaldo's in the yeah. team. And it's like, you might think that's hard to ignore, but like people can still rationalize and go, well, I haven't seen this. You know, yet. I haven't seen it. it. There's two sides of every story, whatever it is, or, or people just aren't that engaged in it. The, the green room stuff, like we saw and we heard stuff that you can't kind of unsee and unhear. Yes. You can't kind of say, ah, well, out of context or whatever. And like, I didn't hear my night or Greenwood say that wasn't me in the recording. No, they never, there was never an apology of any kind. There was never anything. There was never saying, oh, that, that was taking our context. That wasn't real. They just said, there's other stuff you don't know. About. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Which is just like the only way that can be interpreted is like, you should have seen what she said to him. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. But it's like you, you, you're talking about the, the other stuff because you can't talk away. This, like, the Ronaldo stuff obviously was out there, but maybe if there was a video of someone reading out the transcript. Yeah. You know, in a short form video, people were going, "Oh, that's actually pretty bad." And like to be fair, that that plane flew over my night yeah. when he on his debut, wasn't it? From my yeah, night? Yeah. The, 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 so there was still people who were like, "This isn't right," and they were willing to hire a plane to go over. But it, it wasn't as visceral as this Greenwood stuff. It's so unavoidable; you can't kind of turn a blind eye. And people do to, yeah. to all sorts of things. They go, "Ah, well, look, sure, you don't know yourself." But like when you see that and you hear that, you go. That's it. Like that's just fucking awful. Um, Adam Craft and also it didn't stop there uh, at literally pretty much single-handedly taking this plan down uh, just by asking them, are, are you really doing this? And they just freaked out and bottled it. Um, but he was back on the case today. So in their statements, they say, you know, they've contacted everyone involved, blah, blah, blah. Um, Adam Crafton said that United never spoke to the victim ever. They spoke to the victim's parents and Mason Greenwood's family. They never spoke to the victim once. Which Jesus, yeah, and then also in United's statement and Greenwood's uh, statement on Twitter, in both statements they said he was found clear of all charges, which he wasn't yeah, cleared of all charges, which is not true. No, the, the charges were dropped, which is a very different yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. But like both of them put it out, 
And it's just like, well, that's just a blatant lie in both of your statements. It's like, you know, you missed this or the goalie saved yeah. it. It's like two very different exactly. things. Like, it's like, yeah, the same outcome. But I mean, that's not, you know, one, someone was involved, one yeah. other person wasn't. Like, the the family and the the, the victim withdrew yeah. the evidence. And she withdrew giving a, being witness. Yeah. So like, that was, a, that was the main, like, you know, so you can't say that, that, that it would, the, he was found innocent. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you fucking weren't. Yeah, you know? exactly. So yeah, when uh, when I saw United losing quite easily to Spurs, yeah. it was uh, well. I thought that might be the fucking thing that, that gets him back in. To be honest, I thought they fucking need him here. They're so they're so bad here that this might. That fucking... was the issue. Yeah, is that not only do you desperately need a striker, uh, somebody who can score goals, but also they don't really have the money to be thrown around for people at the moment. Um, and he would have solved so much problems for. Ten Hag and United as a club. And it did apparently seem like Ten Hag was very like vocal of being like, get him back. I don't care oh, what's going on. He, he certainly wasn't saying I won't, I won't play him. He, he like it, it seems like he wants him, which I mean, given the results they've had recently is not a good look for Ten Hag. No, it's not. And uh, it has come out since that like he's had quotes where he's backed other players who've done, who've been like found guilty of bad stuff. And he, yeah. uh, was very vocal of backing Mark Overmars when he was booted from Ajax over sexual harassment claims. And he said, oh, I, I hope he comes back someday. It was a dream working with him. It's like, man. Yeah, yeah. So it just sours the whole relationship, I think, with him. The, the whole start to this uh, United campaign has been an absolute disaster. I mean, they, they really do uh, lack leadership at the top of that club, it seems <laughs> yeah. like. I mean, they're obviously still, for some reason, in the midst of this, like, selling of the club. Yeah. I'd say there's people there who just want fucking rid of us. Like, I just want to finish this thing, get out, and then this very delicate situation that you have to handle very carefully. Like, they should, honestly, you know, they got the worst of both worlds. They don't have the player playing. Yeah. And they look like spineless cowards who have no moral backing at all. They're just like, look at the numbers. Yeah. What does Twitter say? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's what's the shirt sales going to be like? How do we control you know, the like, narrative? Uh, yeah, exactly. Rather than saying, listen, we don't stand by this to this club. Yeah. He's gone. You can still do an internal investigation. Talk to the player, talk to the victim and say, listen, this is, this is nothing's going to be used in the court of law here. You're safe from that, yeah. but we want to find out. If you're going to work for us and wear our colors and, and represent us, this is what we want to know. Yeah. Get the ball, and, and you can say, "Listen, nothing leave this room. You can, you're guaranteeing that, but we want to find out for our sake, yeah. and we'll make our decision." Then they didn't do that. No. You know, they were looking at, "Let's see if we can sneak this in. Let's see if this will this will play." And you know, what what does that reflect in terms of goals, in terms of wins, in terms of that <laughs> that precious Champions League spot? <laughs> yeah. You know, can Mason Greenwood get back into the Champions League spot next year? Like that's what it comes yeah. down to. You just ignore the fucking real lives involved in this. Yeah. So it's 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 a violent club. We'll have to it say is at the nasty. moment. Now it's they've really given me a good kicking in the last few weeks. I couldn't care less about them at the moment. And now look, you might say, well, you know, we'll see what happens in your club. You know, faces the faces the music, and we will. Yeah. You know, we were sitting there at the start of the show. Football seems to have, have entered into this kind of final phase <laughs> of uh, it's just nasty greed <laughs> and and uh, utter you know, ruthlessness yeah. and just the people involved, no matter how awful the story is, they really don't care if it results in, in money and goals and wins. I mean, if United were a more well-run club, they probably could have gotten away with bringing them back. If they were like, had this big evil plan, but it was planned correctly, yeah. they probably could have done it. Now people would have been angry, but they probably could have gotten a few people on side, but just the way, like so inept the way they did it. And then to even 
back out at the last second. So now you've annoyed even all the Mason Greenwood fanboys. You've lost everyone. Yeah. You didn't even keep them. <laughs> yeah, no, again, like you pick it more than you go, we don't care about that, yeah. or we do. But I mean, it, they've just, they've shown their, their hand and they have no moral backing. It's like, well, what's, what way is the wind blowing? Because that's the way we're going. Would it, you like, know, it's, would it have been so hard to, when this all came out, go, okay, that doesn't look good for us as a club. Legally, let's find a way to release them. Put up a picture of the corner flag and say Mason Greenwood leaves Man United immediate effect. It's done. You don't have to talk about it ever again. It's a storm you don't have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing again, it comes down to that he was really good at football. Exactly, and and that's so transparent. It's like that's what it was. You wanted to keep him because he's really good at football, and you're thinking of how much would it cost to get another Mason Greenwood? How much money we invested him since he was seven? If this was a uh, Axel Two and Zabi, I think this is done day one. <laughs> yeah, you list off so many. You your man, uh, <laughs> the guy who was. Uh, uh, playing in the the Europa League, he took he kept he took it Williams. Oh, uh, Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams, he would like took off his Europa League second place. That's not good of this club. And they're actually Brandon, you're not good of this club. You're out. Yeah, like you know, like it, all the thing wasn't return on investment yeah. here. We are so close to getting a massive return on investment. We can't let this ruin. And it. even in like pure football terms, he hasn't kicked the ball in two years. He's not going to be as good as he was. Like cut him loose if you're like what so worried about the football aspect. No, there's there's nothing in in this that United have got right no. on any level. I don't think no. so. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, as I said, the manager uh, on top of this, all the people who have a moral objection to the whole Mason Greenwood stuff, and he hasn't covered himself in glory in that aspect. Hasn't been covered himself in glory on the pitch either. No, it seems he's bought the least compatible midfield I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think uh, Graham Sunis is, is smirking away to himself somewhere. I knew it. I knew Casemiro was a joke. <laughs> Casemiro looks a bit slower than last year. Maybe a little bit off the pace. Maybe not as, as motivated now to prove him did wrong. I think he did that last year. <laughs> I think I've proved my points. But also, like, Mason Mount and Bruno are sprinting all over the pitch. That's their job. But if they're doing that... Yeah. You can't just do it by himself. <laughs> like, you need multiple players back there to do anything in the midfield. Yeah, there's a reason a lot of, a lot of teams went with the, the kind of double pivot. Yeah. You know, the uh, people bemoaned the uh, the Rice and Callum Phillips thing in the Euros yeah. for, for England. But, I mean, they did get the, the final. They were pretty solid. McFred were bad at it, but they weren't that bad. <laughs> but, again, there's a reason why they did it. Yeah. You know, because it, it gives a good base for the attacking players like Bruno, like, you know... Uh, Rashford to, to to a jumping off point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, Mount is obviously under a lot of pressure to perform and score goals. Do you want to know how much pressure he's under? <laughs> Give me an example, Will. I saw a meme that popped up and it said, uh, we're five away. Oh, oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. I, I have to get goals and assists because everything's a stat-based uh, yeah. system now. You know, he can't be uh, a sitting midfielder because that's not what he is. He's, he, he gets goals and assists. So if he's not yeah. doing that, he's a failure. Exactly. So he's under that pressure. Um, Bruno Fernandes is now the captain as well as, as being their uh, appointed best player of the team. Which, by the way, did you see Harry Maguire is staying to fight for his place? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should talk about that a little bit. I mean, the, the Harry Maguire stuff was that uh, it was too prolonged for West Ham. They said, listen, we don't have time for this. Yeah. You know, one of our players has been implicated in a betting scandal. <laughs> we were just about to make lots of money and now we're not making any money from Man City. Um, so they it was kind of, my night wanted him to go. Yeah. Uh, it says, Stripped him of the captaincy. You're no good. <laughs> you're no good. 
And now you have to go and you have to take a pay cut in wages, which we know players hate to do. Yes. So Harry Maguire said, pay me. Exactly. You know, you want me to go, pay me. I'm under contract. I have no obligation to go. Listen, no, he gave him the Harry Kane speech. No one made you sign that contract, you know. <laughs> yeah. You signed that contract extension for me. You got to pay me. You got to, I'm just going to go here. At least I'm on the table. Yeah. Now, we saw, was it two years ago, how Barcelona treated Frankie de Jong? Yes. It, it could take a lot for him to go, and even then, they won't, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. you got to do a lot to, to get Harry Maguire out of this contract, I think. You know, when yeah. he's going to the table, it's not smart to turn it down, especially when there's the kind of money flying around Saudi Arabia. You're thinking, well, I'm not going to leave this money behind, you know? This yeah, is, I could easily go to Saudi Arabia next year. <laughs> this is crazy, you know? So, like, you, I know you have the money. You know the money's out there. Yeah. If you, if you want me to go, really bad, you want me to go. And, by the way, they're getting money from me going. Yeah. Then fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be pushed around anymore. I've been like, pushed out for too long. Yeah. And you know, he's dead, right? hundred <laughs> <laughs> from, from the layman's point of view, fair play, Harry, Harry Maguire. Yeah. You know, this is exactly right. I think I said Harry Kane there during that, but whatever. I, I meant Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire, he's doing the right thing, you yeah. know. Uh, sure, fuck he's them. been bad. <laughs> he's let the team down. But no one made them sign that contract. They, yeah. Like you said, it, it's, it's not one rule for players and one rule for clubs. Harry Kane had to say, and everyone said, don't sign the contract, moron. <laughs> I think the same thing for United. You know, don't sign the contract. If you want yeah. to leave, then you got to pay him to go. Yeah, and it does feel like uh, United's transfer plans have been totally destroyed because they didn't think this could possibly happen. There was so much talk of like, Amrabat's coming in, and then Pavard's coming in, and then we're getting a new goalie. That's all stopped dead because they're like, oh, we really needed that Maguire money. <laughs> yeah, and McSauce is still hanging around too, isn't he? McSauce is still there. They've sold Fred, and they're going to buy Amrabat with the Maguire money, but now uh, Maguire's not gone, so they've sold Fred and didn't replace him. They're worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's at least some kind of foresight to not sell uh, McTominay that, okay, well, we, we don't sell them both. Oh, I think they would have if they could. <laughs> don't, won't sell them both at the same time. We've got to see if this Maguire deal goes through. But yeah, apparently West Ham said they're not interested. They've walked away from the table. Very smart uh, yeah. negotiation tactic there. Well, they've got to be able to, to walk away. They might get yeah. a better deal now. Who knows? Because their <laughs> yeah. chance window is it close? Yes. But I think if you know, I'd want Maguire to go, how long has he left, have he left his contract? A year, two years? I think it's a year or two years. Yeah. He's owed 12 million quid. So in football terms, that can't be too long. Probably four months or something. <laughs> That's nothing like really. You know, if you want, like, you know, trying to bully him out. They probably thought his spirit is broken from all the memes. We heard so on the No Nonsense podcast. We saw on the clip, yeah. you know. Um, but Roy Keane's working for them for God's they sake. They thought the Roy Keane thing would put him over the edge. They thought, okay, well, this is really... Really annoyed me now. I'm going to leave. But no, not the case. Also, poor timing for uh, United to put out an ad, how much they talk about how they're the devils. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a pact. <laughs> yeah, we're evil. <laughs> yeah, he's contracted until 2025. So yes. uh, this year and next year, two years. Uh, oh, I, I like to look at the, the transfer marked rumors because they make zero sense to me. Yeah, the arrows pointing left and right. <laughs> uh, have two Gurulit UFC, uh, they are 52% and rising. And bye, bye, bye. Uh, we also have West Ham 62%, but going down. It's going down. <laughs> we have F1 1899 Zezged. I'm not sure exactly what they play, Will. Uh, There's no way. <laughs> no, it's not let me see even actually. Uh, but in, in fourth place, uh, we have Real Madrid. 
Yeah, okay. For, well, Militao is out with an ACL. That, I, I'd say they, they do have injuries. So, you know, yeah. they're 40%, 47% and going down. So down, the, the Real yeah, Madrid's yeah, yeah. rumors are, are, uh, are cooling, but 47% probability of transfer to Real Madrid. Harry, yeah. Harry Maguire, um, yeah. currently rated at 20 million. Could be a steal. Um, yeah, look, uh, they played Tottenham at the weekend. Yes, who are feel like the opposite. It seems like they sold Harry Kane and the shackles are off. They're free to fail, play football again, lads. Well, what do we, would we call it? Ange ball or pasta ball? Or Pos, uh, a cogly ball. Cogly ball. ball. Uh, it is very entertaining, <laughs> I will say. Hey, they're pretty good, you know? Yeah, they're really good to watch. Now, maybe that was United were so bad, but they were electric to watch. They were back in between players' legs and everything. <laughs> well, Yves Basuma had the run in the fields. That, that also yes. helped. He uh, looks like a man with the shackles loose. Perhaps imagined shackles uh, that <laughs> yeah. may have been coming for him. He also uh, beat the beat the case uh, as yeah. it was. He had some allegations of his own a couple of years ago. He was found innocent of all those charges too, apparently. <laughs> Again, I haven't read much of that case, but whatever, you know. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You can name so many players who've been, you know, alleged, yeah. but... He was unbelievable last night. Madison as well was amazing. Yeah, because at the start I was like, yeah, they'll have probably Hoiberg, Skip, Madison. That's pretty, pretty all right. No, they yeah. won't. They'll have Basuma, Sar, and Madison, which is yeah. infinitely better, seemingly. I will say with all their free-flowing attack of football, and they were great to watch, mm. their goals weren't great, especially the second goal, which was a deflection and a missed kick on goal. And then the first goal was like a weird deflection in the box into just a good finish. But it was like, <laughs> it wasn't like two moments of magic that created the goal. Anyway. Yeah. Who would you say is um, Tottenham's best right back? Oh, fucking hell, I have no idea. Is Pedro Porro on that side? He is. And, and <laughs> yeah. Is that who you'd say? Uh, yeah, well, he looked good in that game. I would say Emerson Royale with ease. That's what they get that, Will? I did, yeah, the cheese thing. Yeah, the cheese thing. <laughs> well, that's the show, folks. Uh, again, subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. Yeah, no, I mean, he played, Royale with ease played uh, last week. Uh, it was defensively mm. kind of poor, but good going forward. Yeah. So let's give Pedro a go. He was good going forward and defensively kind of poor. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know, the same problem with both right backs. Attacking very good. And again, I thought Davis would probably play left back. I think it was uh, Udagi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tottenham have that you doggy in them, Will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a fun team. I'm telling you now. <laughs> yeah, they're good crack. <laughs> this is going to be a good team to cover. Pasta Coglu also, great crack. Yes, uh, anybody did see his uh, his fancy football, his, his ruining that he can't play fancy football anymore. Is it, is it legally not allowed? Why can't he do that? I saw Salah said he captained himself. It's a grey area, all right? Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. I mean, if Salah's allowed captain himself... Mm-hmm. Surely he's like trying to score more. What if he wins the FPL league? Surely that's some kind of match fixing. Well, there was three Burnley players who had Haaland as captain the first day and they could see the two goals here. <laughs> if they're in a league with any kind of a money prize, that has to be a league. Uh, this actually might be a great area. To be fair to Ivan Tony, this may <laughs> yeah. actually be a great if area. If there's a hundred quid on the line for the winner of that league and they're footballers, it's probably a lot more than that. But, well, you can't be doing that. Well, think about it this way, right? Just say, my cousin's uh, friend's roommate <laughs> uh, somebody he works with is in a league with Evan Ferguson <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's captained uh, you know uh, Rashford and they're playing Brighton this week I go I'm going to bet all my money on Rashford to score 
<laughs> he knows something about the Brighton defence. Exactly. You know, something like that. That's where you can get into kind of uh, the betting area of like, okay, inside information, it's it's being publicly shared with people. I think we've blown this case wide <laughs> open, God. <laughs> yeah. Get the athletic on this. Um, yeah, but the there was a funny, funny clip, Ainge Postcoglu saying, uh, he's, he's a bit short in views sometimes, a bit, a bit yeah, snappy, because yeah. he said, yeah, I can't play fantasy football anymore. You know, after 20 years of playing, so that's a bit annoying. And someone said, oh, because you're a, a Premier League manager. And he went, yeah, correct. Good one. I'm a Premier League manager. <laughs> and then he went, all right, that was with me. And he goes, it's not a fancy or it's not a fancy anymore, mate. You know, and they kind of like made a like kind of laughing, jokey. But he was kind of like annoyed. Like, yeah, obviously. Duh. I just said that. <laughs> not so many words, but I just said that. Do you get paid for this? Because did you see before where uh, some journalist came with a picture of Charlie Kane holding the Bayern Munich jersey? And yeah, went, oh yeah, yeah, very good. Travel the way to that, did you? Oh, good, good waste of your time. <laughs> he was so annoyed at us. Well, he did. He was probably the reason Kane went because every interview with him was like, "I hate this. I hate this oh, is yeah. taking time." Yeah, like the transfer was going. Whereas, like, Conte and Mourinho are both like, "We need Harry Kane. You know, we need our best players here. We need. We can't lose him." Whereas he was like, "This is bollocks." Well, who knows what what uh, Levy was telling Conte? He was like. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I, I gave him a yeah. verbal agreement. Oh, yeah. yeah. I gave a few of them my time too, uh, Levy. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then they both slowly shook hands and like looked at each other in the <laughs> eye. Yeah, whereas he was telling the Angel Boss Ugly, yeah, he's gone, probably. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, is he or not? I don't know, I can't say. He's like, fuck's sake, tell me or not. Let me, let me plan Richardson. Yeah. Speaking of which, Richardson, uh, also playing like Mason Mount, except they're winning, but he looks like he's under pressure to score all the goals. He is under pressure, not from the fans, not from the general public, from Callum Wilson and Mikel Antonio. And more specifically, Callum Wilson and Mikel Antonio's podcast, where they keep making fun of him. Going to Luca Piquetta, obviously they play with each other. I went, what is wrong with your boy? Like, it's, it's a bit of banter. Like, I don't understand why is he taking it so personally. Like, to the stage where that like, his manager has to talk. <laughs> Lucas is like, he's just how he is, Mikey. I, I told him that's how you are, but he, he said, no, no, no. When we play against them, I'm not going to shake his hands. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't lie. <laughs> so that means not shake my hand. And I'm like, it's bad. So just to give context to this whole situation, Richarlison had a response to a TikTok clip that went out last season about you and Callum when you were bantering him about taking his shirt off when he scores a goal. I'm not going to speak about the person who's in the position right now. I'm just going to say <laughs> Tottenham needs a striker. I'll leave it at that. That's <laughs> Some words, yeah. <laughs> he who can't be named. <laughs> this, it can't again. Can't be allowed. This is insane. <laughs> but what's, it's funny because you know they, they're making fun of him and they keep scoring themselves. They've all, yeah, not good luck. Charles definitely has like a, a whiteboard in his in his house. Well, Callum Wilson yeah. won. <laughs> yeah. Antonio won. Richardson zero. Two games played by all. He's like fuck, fuck. <laughs> he's, he's definitely going to, like at the end of the year he's going to tweet and go how many goals do you score if he scores more <laughs> do you know what I mean because on the, the podcast they were talking to uh, Paqueta another Brazilian a, a compatriot or Charison mm. and I was like what's this guy's problem why is he why is he taking this so serious you know because like yeah it's just, just the kind of guy he is doesn't like having his whole career under mind I guess <laughs> you know like <laughs> but there's the laugh about him you know being like ah, yeah he needs to relax man we're just making fun of things that happened you know uh, that clip, we'll play the clip, but the bit where they're like, oh, some players get a bit annoyed. He who should have not been named. Oh, yeah, that they wouldn't, after naming them, like we know what he's talking about. 
Yeah, it's a it's a wild ride uh, for Charleston. Uh the, He also ended that clip with saying that he. he they need to sign a striker like that's mad that's so disrespectful to like a fellow he's like he's one of you you should be he's like where's the union <laughs> yeah like you know i mean i know it's competitiveness but like at the same time it's not like it's it's uh man city and liverpool here it's not especially with like all the never-ending criticism from social media and stuff don't fucking add to it yeah man. you're saying like all i'm saying is taught me the striker like fucking hell you know and then you see him <laughs> yeah. going out there against uh united and he was snatching at shots like you could, like you could see it in real time. This guy's been affected by this, <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, and he's good. Like he is good when he's playing with Brazil. He's obviously just like totally relaxed, totally free. Like I can do what I want here. They they respect my talent. Yeah. Whereas taught me he's, he's under pressure. You know. Yeah, yeah. And like you said yourself, there the, the two goals they weren't amazing finishes. Um, so like you know, they really do need someone to start scoring for them. Uh, yeah. I, I'm getting to the point now. I'm almost rooting for Jerison. Like he's like just. Oh yeah, it, it's, he's a lovable character. He's so unlikable. He's so unlike with his, <laughs> with his dancing and his like his, his his mean mugging all the time. It's like oh man, relax. But then when I say this, I'm like, oh yeah, he's a real person. Sometimes I forget that he's a real person. Like you need to actually give a break. So I hope he starts scoring. Uh, the only thing is, he'll immediately lose me when he tweets back at them, being like, ah. See, yeah, exactly. So yeah, look, it'll be a, again a wild ride for for Charleston's a wild ride. <laughs> Yeah, good title maybe yeah that could be in there <laughs> the other big results uh, was uh, City playing Newcastle mm-hmm. money be money Will yes the Gulf War aye here we go <laughs> uh, what, what's sort of those uh, charges by the way any, any update on the charges <laughs> don't get there let me quick look on the don't worry about uh, it don't worry about it here or there City charges May the last story I'm seeing here where <laughs> Interesting. Before the treble. <laughs> Before the treble. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, yeah, they, they went toe-to-toe. Uh, City kind of on one leg, if you will. Mm. Uh, kind of City's version of one leg. No De Bruyne. He's out till, I think, Christmas, is it? It's a few months. He got surgery anyway. Um, God, I hope that does happen to me, Will. <laughs> one more. <laughs> you know, we are linked, of course. Our bodies. Um, John Stones now also out. Johnny Beckenbauer of last year, kind of a sweeper, midfielder, centre back, you know, unbelievable yeah. player. Uh, he's also out now until after the international break, which is like a month, I guess, four weeks or so. Um, but they still have players like Phil Foden. Phil Foden filling in for uh, Kevin De Bruyne as the attack midfielder, kind of doing what Grealish you would have thought might have been doing when he signed yeah. first. Because, you know, he's playing in the middle there and he played very well against Newcastle. Um, kind of played, I suppose, in, in between the spaces. He, he's so he's very quick and his uh, control is makes him quicker because he doesn't waste any kind of uh, yards. Do you know what I mean? The ball as he was playing through to Haaland, like Haaland was kind of misfiring a bit, like strangely, but he could have had a couple of goals himself, um, Haaland, from, from uh, Foden's balls. But um, it was Julian Alvarez with the, a great strike, actually, um, from uh, a forward and assist. Like, they just have so many players. It's hard to look past them, isn't it? Yeah, it's like when, when they lose De Bruyne and they don't miss a step, it is tough to look past them. And especially when they do have some new players coming in. I saw they signed uh, Doku today for 60 million, another 60 million spent. So, it, like, it's just a revolving door. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Grish was actually playing uh, in that game. I was thinking of the Burnley game where he didn't play. Um, 
still nursing the hangover, probably. I imagine <laughs> that Burnley game. But he's back He's back on the left wing uh, for this game. I think Ford was kind of coming into the middle and, and doing the kind of De Bruyne role. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's still a very, very strong team, you know. Uh, but the other side of it is uh, Newcastle were not beaten badly, you know. They were mm. quite rough, I thought. I was quite... Uh, <laughs> A good few warranted yellows. Um, yeah. They uh, they came with a very uh, obvious uh, tactic, I thought. Um, mm. You know, they brought on, again, all their, their, their stars. Wilson and Barnes came on, Will. Longstaff and mm. Livermento. All the players I mentioned last week's pod. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't enough to, to get a goal. And actually, I think maybe City could have got more if Haaland has, you know, stuck a few. But yeah. um, don't worry about him. Don't worry about uh, about Haaland getting goals. That that'll come for the lad. Don't feel sorry for him. No, um, the the big story for Newcastle was that Joe Linton got injured. Uh, that's mm. why he went off. Um, so this is what we were saying with the the Champions League and, and tough games, and you're making that push. You know you will get injuries. Um, so we'll see how they how they go on. Um, obviously it's 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 to lose one nil in City. No shame in that at all. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> happens to pretty much everyone else uh, all the time so um yeah fair fair play but <laughs> one team that we thought uh, might be challenging for the title chelsea will mm, we did say this is the year spent a lot all clicks spent a lot of money you know yeah uh but what does that really mean anymore i don't know i saw a few videos on on uh Chelsea spending explained. Have you seen these? Yeah, I saw um, Simon George. Yeah, that's what I saw too. <laughs> Did you see the Twitter Twitter thread responded to him that like listed every nearly every sentence he said and why it was wrong? <laughs> oh no, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he talks like shite. He does. <laughs> yeah. Because I like a lot of the comments were like, "Okay, mate, you've run one club into administration." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, look, they, they've spent a lot of money and they haven't broken any rules yet. Uh, the the yeah. loophole, as I understood it, was the long contracts spaced over years. That's yes. the kind of the simple Which, version. It's a loophole now, but, I mean, you're stuck with a lot of fellas that maybe you won't be able to get rid of over time. And also, how hard are these players going to try when they're guaranteed the next nine years? Well, look, it's they're pioneering a new system for sure. You know, We'll see how it <laughs> yeah. plays out. There's not much precedent for us. Swiftly outlawed soon, I'd say. Well, I thought it was. I thought they closed loophole, but then Casado was reportedly had another eight-year contract as well. Was that yeah, is, is that how he signed? Is that how he... Yeah, he had a long one. It was eight or nine. Uh, Levy is there till 2013, <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, he's only a chap. Yeah, we'll win that. Uh, so yeah, it looks like it hasn't been closed yet. Maybe they'll close it next year. I don't know. They have a few more weeks of signing players on uh, ridiculously long contracts before it's cold lows forever, maybe. Uh, but yeah, we talked about last week, the Casado and Livia fiascos, bona fide fiascos. Yeah. Um, he didn't start. They rarely do when they sign first. Uh, yeah, because he wasn't training. He was trying to force his way out of the club. <laughs> he has been busy. <laughs> force out of Brighton. Contracted until June 30th, 2031. I said it was... 31? They went beyond 30. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. All our listeners will be 30 then, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, he started... Uh, didn't start, he came on. Uh, and he helped Chelsea concede one more goal before the game was over. Mm-hmm. They lost 3-1 to uh, the rampaging Antonio and his West Ham charges. <laughs> uh, we mentioned earlier, it's all about the stat line. Yeah. That's all anyone cares about. Would you like to hear Caicedo's stat line, which was uh, broadly retweeted or re-X'd? Re-X'd um, is cool. That's, I like that. 37 minutes played, 8 losses of possession, 2 fouls, 
one shot off target, one error leading to goal, one penalty conceded. Well, the error leading to goal is surely the penalty, isn't it? That's what I would have thought. <laughs> I think they're buffing up those stats a little bit by repeating them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a lot of people um, delighted to see this happen oh yeah. to young Caicedo. Ha! Take that. That's what you get for not signing to our club for 120 million. Yeah. Um, as if this is as good as he ever is. <laughs> like, as if he's never... You were dying to sign him last week because he's such a good player. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's, it's, it and that's the funny thing, like you are saying about the kind of the transfer window and memes and all that stuff. It's like, it's not Brighton fans. Yeah. It's other <laughs> fans of clubs who have nothing to do with them at this point. You know, who are like... Yeah, exactly. You know, this is what you get. Ha ha ha. You know. Uh, it really feels like, honestly, the whole getting paid for tweets now... That's changed the game. Everyone is trying to be as nasty as possible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know how do I get how do I get traction on this? What sells? Hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like you're saying there about the memes, I saw a tier list of managers already after week one, and I had David Moyes in the bottom rung. Bad manager. This reminds this reminds me of that. Do you know what I saw before the season started that I was dying <laughs> laughing at? I saw a YouTuber had a a tier list of his Premier League predictions for this year. So he had the league, but he had it done out in like a pyramid system of like 20 to 17 at the bottom and up at the top, rather than just using the league. He used a tier list of predictions. That is insane. Again, he's like, what works? The tier list system works. It's all, uh, that's the future. Turn the league into a tier list. Scum tier at the bottom, get relegated. (laughs) God tier, get Champions League. Yeah, oh, stop. I, I, this, there has been a real, I think Elon Musk has, has, has changed things once again for the worst. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, football Twitter is just, it's a mass with like, you know, what's the what's an, an absolute, I can say, at the end of every game week and and yeah. how abusive and how can I make this the biggest fishing rod I can and, and try and get people yeah. to, to tweet back at me and, and get engagement. And even it feels like some of the, like people should know better, like some football journalists now, tweet a few things like i saw uh paul joyce who's one of the main liverpool reporters tweeted 120 million doesn't get you a lot these days yeah. like, oh. <laughs> again he's I was like 20 <laughs> he's like 20 years of age the poor chap yeah and, and has had one half of football for chelsea <laughs> yeah like you're a journalist and i saw like lots of stuff like that i saw journalists saying like Oh, no striker for United. Poor planning once again. It's like, well, the striker's injured and Martial's on the bench. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know better than these things. Yeah, but it's, it's again, they want people to say that to them in the replies, you know. Exactly. Sound off yeah. in the replies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all about that engagement, all that money. Um, yeah. Listen, if you want to give us money, follow us on, on X, follow us on Instagram, <laughs> follow us on all the socials, you know. <laughs> we'll say the most outrageous things that we don't even say in the pods. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. If that's why, if you want us to get more outrageous, let us know in the comments. We should get we should get someone to do the social media like that who just says the most outrageous things. We should hire like one of the football Twitter boys. Just pick a random one from a comment section, and then just like never read it, and then come on here and <laughs> yeah. say the most like <laughs> like lukewarm takes we can think of, and then but our Twitter is just like insanely crazy. People come to the pod, and we go. Yeah, I think he's like a good player. Like, I think he's young. So, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Meanwhile, our profile picture on Instagram is Mason Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, honestly, that is nonsense. Nonsense. All nonsense. They say many, many garbage things. You don't know what you're going to get. Melodrama upon melodrama. This is a total. Melodrama. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Tomorrow's off the yesterday. You'll learn a lot more if you go listen ahead. rather than go top ahead. of the time. No problem.